0: Hello everyone, this is Swathi Satyaseelan. If you're new here, welcome to the Inside the Minds of Great Yogis podcast. In this episode, I spoke with Yogini Juhi, who is a nutrition expert and a corporate yoga instructor. We talk about Juhi's journey of yoga, yoga postures to perform during menstruation, holistic approach to yoga, and so much more. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us a review and rate our podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with today's episode.
1: I was actually suffering from a lot of health concerns, like I was suffering from bulimia nervosa, I had obesity, PCOS, uh, amenorrhea. There were a lot of things that I was going through. My body was sort of starting to crumble and that's what I was really searching was for a way to balance my mind and body and I discovered yoga, modern yoga, the yoga that we see now is actually focused more on physical postures and asanas and of course the priority is physical activity but on the other hand classical yoga which is the one that is rooted in ancient texts uh, like yoga sutras or Patanjali they take a more holistic approach right.
0: Vannakam, namaste and hello everyone. Welcome to the 44th episode of Inside the Minds of Great Yogis. In today's episode, we have a very special guest, Yogini Juhi. Juhi is a healthcare professional, nutrition expert and corporate yoga trainer aiming to touch lives through yoga, food and lifestyle guidance. She's a practitioner of yoga for over five years, immersed in various styles of yoga training. A holistic approach, mindful practice of yoga and lifestyle allowed her to connect with self at all levels and restore health. She aims to empower people of all age groups across the globe with the experiential science of yoga. So let's give a big round of applause to Yogini Juhi.
1: Namaste. Hi. Thank you so much for
0: thank you so much for joining us Juhi it's a pleasure to have you and um, welcome onto the show how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing very well and I'm looking forward to this session.
0: Yeah Um. thank you for, um, for joining us once again and um, without further ado we'll begin and the first question I have for you is how did your journey of yoga begin? Uh,
1: well my journey with yoga began at a very challenging phase of my life. I was actually suffering from a lot of health concerns like I was suffering from bulimia nervosa, I had obesity, PCOS, uh, amenorrhea. There were a lot of things that I was going through and my body was sort of starting to crumble and that's what I was really searching was for a way to balance my mind and body and I discovered yoga because uh, my mother just pulled me into it and she could see how I was suffering with so many ailments and she herself joined a session uh, of yoga to actually kind of inspire me to join in with her and I was so not keen to do this and I just kept telling her I kept uh, kind of procrastinating I never woke up on time I I kept rebelling I did everything in my power to rebel but uh, I guess uh yoga just found me and i ended up becoming a yoga teacher so as i delved deeper into the philosophy and the techniques i just felt such a profound transformation taking place within me
0: yeah well said thank you for sharing that and how you started your journey of yoga and more power to you for um doing this and um you know teaching and inspiring many people so thank you for sharing that and the next question I have for you is: What is the Yogini World, and what inspired you to start this platform?
1: Uh, yogini World is is just a vibrant and supportive community of people who are passionate about practicing and sharing yoga. But really, what inspired me to start this page was my own journey, and mm-hmm. that's why it's called the Yogini World. Because when I started going deeper and deeper into my own practice, I just wanted to share my small little world with the rest of this big world out there. So this is a space where I was basically exploring my inner self. And with that, I also started empowering other people and started to celebrate the journey of yoga. And uh, this platform is dedicated to people who want to do yoga. They may or may not have access to a mat always, they may or may not be able to do handstands and headstands. And sometimes they may not even be able to do a Namaskar, but they should still be empowered to do yoga. And that's the idea of this platform. Because every piece of content that I try to share, mm-hmm. I try to make it as simple and as doable as possible. So anyone can do it from wherever they are and with whatever challenges that they have at that point. So that was the idea behind the Yogini world.
0: Sounds like a wonderful initiative. And I look forward to hearing more about the Yogini world. Um, And thank you for sharing a little bit about your platform. So the next question I'd like to come into is, what is the difference that you have noticed between classical yoga and um, modern yoga?
1: Uh, I think that that's a very valid question uh, since yoga is such an age-old science Mm -hmm. and as more and more people are connecting to this science they start to interpret it in their own way and uh, I would say modern yoga and classical yoga they differ in, in their emphasis and approach really because modern yoga the yoga that we see now is actually focused more on physical postures and asanas and Of course, the priority is physical activity. But on the other hand, classical yoga, which is the one that's rooted in ancient texts, uh, like yoga sutras of Patanjali, they take a more holistic approach, right? Mm -hmm. So it encompasses not just the physical practice of asanas, but it also uh, works on mudras, which is hand gestures, pranayamas, which is basically taking control of the breath. It also delves into meditation like Dhyana. It delves into ethical principles and overall spiritual growth. So I would say that classical yoga is more about self-realization and tuning oneself to inner harmony, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas the modern yoga can sometimes uh, be more sort of inclined towards only external appearances of how a posture should look like Yes. or you know in the hardest posture that one may be able to achieve that's mm-hmm. what uh modern yoga has started to look like right so that's the key difference i would say
0: yeah absolutely thank you for sharing that and i definitely agree with you modern uh modern yoga is more like um appropriating the practice and it's more about like the physical um like more on the asanas right like more people focus on the asanas than just the scriptures and like the history and texts of yoga so i think it's really important to kind of combine all of them and focus on all um, aspects of yoga right so absolutely um
1: Uh, like just to add Uh, like whenever I share pieces of content on my platform and sometimes I share something as simple as a mudra and then there are a lot of questions that come in they the questions are like does this really work I mean how effective can it be to just bind one finger to a thumb and then you know wait for the results to really happen so what kind of results can we expect from something as simple as this right but that's that's the point I mean it's all about patience, persistence and actually kind of trusting the, mm-hmm. the, the power of the science itself rather than actually just focusing on what you see. Probably it may seem simple, but really sitting with a mudra is the hardest thing to do because spending time in something like this where you don't know where it's going to take you, it, it's actually harder than some something like a headstand or a hand, handstand, I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And consistency is also very important here, right? Even with like mudras, pranayams, anything here, consistency and just following with that practice is so important in order to see results and the benefits of it. So um, yes, thank you for sharing that. And um, the next question I have for you is what yoga asanas would you suggest during menstruation?
1: Uh, so, during menstruation, first and foremost, it's very important to listen to your body and choose very gentle restorative poses that promote relaxation and comfort, right? Yeah. Uh, it's important to avoid strenuous techniques, strenuous poses, inversions, core exercises, deep back bends. So, these might sort of disrupt the natural flow of uh, the body's uh, current state. So that's the reason it's better to choose more comforting and restorative poses. I can show a couple of them if that would help your audience.
0: So I'll just maybe
1: get onto my mat. Yeah. So poses which are basically helping to open up the hip, they can be very, very effective. So something as simple as a butterfly pose where you are joining the feet in Namaste or just binding the feet and then just opening out your hip joint nice and wide so this itself is a simple pose but again it can improve the flow Mm -hmm. of the menstrual cycle and at the same time it can actually help to comfort the cramps the back pain and the sort of overall discomfort that someone may be going through right within this posture there are so many variations to try one can go into a sideward stretching one can actually just experience a lateral stretch because a lateral stretch then will again help to alleviate the back pain, right? Mm -hmm. So something like that or maybe a gentle twist can also help to uh, shun away all negativity in that moment because many times people tend to uh, associate the menstrual cycle with a lot of discomfort. So that itself builds negative emotions and uh, women are also heightened On their emotions because of the hormones that are kind of totally, you know, behave that in that phase. So to kind of calm down, these Mm -hmm. poses can be helpful. Another one could be malasana. So actually just sitting with your feet pointed out and then just opening out your thighs using the elbows. Something like this, which is also a yogi squat as they call it. This is very effective to improve menstrual flow, to get rid of the pain, to actually ease back pain, menstrual cramps. So these two poses are, I would say, my go-to pose for uh, menstruation.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that and um, for demonstrating these postures. I hope our viewers and listeners find them helpful um, during their menstruation um, period. So thank you for sharing that. So um now I have some rapid-fire questions for you. And the first question I'd like to come into is, how has your life transformed after yoga?
1: Uh, well, uh, yoga has been a catalyst for transformation in my life, no doubt. Yeah. Physically, I experienced a lot of flexibility. I experienced strength. Mentally, I feel that my mind has become more focused, calm, resilient and emotionally as well i've gained a deeper understanding of myself of Mm -hmm. the relationships i am in and the world around me in general i would say overall yoga has provided me a very harmonious way of living something that extends beyond the mat
0: i love that i love that insight thank you for sharing that and the next question I have for you is, do you have a guru or inspiration um, that you look up to?
1: Yes, yes, of course. Uh, I've been very fortunate to have so many inspirational figures in this journey, uh, the, starting with my mother, who actually pulled me uh, to yoga. She kind of nudged me and made sure that I actually uh, did yoga every day. And here I am today, actually. Uh, talking as a yogi myself. So apart from that, I, I really, one of my primary sources of inspiration in the world of yoga is BKS Iyengar. I mean, his dedication to alignment, to therapeutic aspect of yoga, that, that has very deeply resonated with me. In fact, I as I said earlier also, when I was talking to you about my platform, I said yoga should be accessible To everyone, and I think that's that's what BKS Iyengar stands for. He made sure that whether a person can really uh, do handstand or not, still they can access that posture using props, using different alignments. So he tried to make yoga accessible to everyone, and actually made yoga a form of therapy. So so i think uh, i really resonate with that with that thought plus he is one of the reasons why uh, i would say yoga and for that matter the fact that yoga comes from india this yes. he, he kind of brought that on a i would say global uh, map he kind of put it on the map for everyone to know what yoga stands for and uh, he he represented that for 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 our country so that's something i really really admire about
0: yeah, thank you for sharing that and a huge shout out to your mom, as well as um, BKS Iyengar, one of the finest yoga acharyas, um in the world, actually very well known, right. And he also reminded us that yoga, um, which is once lit will never dim. So um, the brighter your practice, the brighter your flame, right. So um, absolutely, thank you for um, sharing your inspiration in terms of yoga. And the final question I have for you is, how essential is consistency in your yoga practice?
1: Um, well, consistency is, I would say, it's the cornerstone of a yoga practice. In fact, uh, just as uh, it may sound philosophical, but just like a drop of water falling on the stone, it can erode the stone if the water keeps falling consistently over a period of time. Just exactly like that. I would say a regular yoga practice can nurture the body, mind, and soul, and it can bring gradual results, right? It's not about pushing yourself too hard on the days when you're not in that position, but it's about just showing up on the mat with sincerity. I I, I can think of what my one of my yoga teachers, uh, he said once, uh, just show up on the mat and everything's everything else that will happen is magic. And I truly believe in that. In fact, that saying of one of my teachers that stayed with me and whenever I'm really low or when I think that I, it's not the day for me to practice, all I do is just step on the mat. Everything mm-hmm. else just happens on its own. The body just takes its course. And of course, honoring my body's requirement on that day my, I, I, I just practice as required, but I would say consistency is what builds a strong foundation. And it slowly allows uh, the meaning and the benefit of yoga to unfold.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Consistency is key especially within yoga. Like practicing every day and keeping up with that practice is so important in order for you to see like the full benefits, right? Um so yes, thank you um for sharing that as well as your journey um yo- of yoga. And so that is the end of our question. So thank you so much for joining us on the 44th episode. Um Juhi it has been a pleasure having you and um we hope we to do this again and yeah yeah. and um i i would also like to thank everyone else who has yet to listen to our 44th episode of inside the minds of great yogis and until next time i hope everyone has a great day and thank you juhi
1: thank you so much namaste namaste to all
0: thank you thank you listening to the inside the minds of great yogis podcast if you enjoyed this episode let us know what was your favorite part by sharing the episode thumbnail using the hashtag inside the minds of great yogis and tag us on instagram at perspective underscore of underscore yoga thanks again for tuning in and i'll see you all in the next episode